Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, wherever it is to say. If you're at home or abroad, um, if you're watching this, your eyes want to see you. It's just me for today, Jack Neville. Matt is a bit under the weather. Uh, there's no major issues with him. He should be back in order for next week. I know the podcast has had a, a lot of setbacks in the last few weeks uh, with my own troubles with my back and uh, I suppose a lot of things going on. But yeah, just me for today. There's a, there's a lot to look back on. You obviously had that dramatic, dramatic penalty shootout win for Limerick against Clare last week in Ennis to put him into the Munster semi-final. Uh, during the week, we did under-20s win a first under-20 Munster title, um, a ninth overall in the under-21 stakes, we'll say that grade. Last night, unfortunately, the minor footballers fell short of Tipperary in the one season to end. And obviously this week, we have a huge, huge game with Limerick hosting Tipperary in the two Skellig grounds in the Munster Championship. So we'll go through all that. Next week, we'll have Matt back. We'll go into those in depth. We'll have Pat Rennan to tell us about what happened in Ennis um, and so much more. But for today, we'll just keep things ticking over. We'll go through each of those games and look back at them in full. Impression the game, we get old with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go out and get it. No more about it. But not so much control in the centre of the field from Phil Kenny as Richie Bennett sends it high and over the bar. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound's worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pound's worth of goods, can you? Kept in. Oh, well, Charlie Buckley to do that to Tommaso Shea. He deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me spin out there from the world court today. No more about him. He made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel. The fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. Is there much time left? No sympathy in this game for anybody. I suppose as well for, for those that are worried that it'll just be me talking the whole time. We'll also have words from Blins, uh, the Limerick Country manager and Darren Horn, who's involved with the, the minor football side. But I suppose we will start with Ennis last week and we had the first ever penalty shootout uh, in the championship whether you think it's right or wrong that a game goes to that and, and a championship game is decided by that means that's that's your own opinions i don't know is, is there is there a fairer way to do it um it certainly takes a lot of courage i heard a lot of people say a free taking competition from outside the d will be more applicable applicable but um as it stands limerick are true the game as a whole um obviously not being able to go to the game not able to sit or in a car or stand or even sit. So I was listening to the radio to Live 95. So I shouted to them. Um, sounded like Limerick were well within it against the season Division 2 side. And I know Claire, like Limerick, are predominantly hurling. But you can't say what's done. With Claire of the last few years, like Billy Lee, um, Claire just ahead of the curve in that regard. They've been Division 2 for five or six years now, very rarely in danger this year. They picked up wins again. Down and awfully fairly quickly just to kind of cement their place, poor end to the campaign. But then on the on the, the flip side, Limerick lost to Loud in the, the league final. So I mean neither team was coming into the game off a high for Limerick obviously, but the Loud game would have been fresh in the memory. Um 
Clare started brightly below there according to all the reports and then Brian Fenning did what he's threatened to do so often I mean anyone that has played knows um, and I think it's in Paz article this week this I'm going on an adventure meme from uh, I think it's the Hobbit that Brian Fenning when he gets ball in hand whether he's at fullback wingback wherever he is going forward and the whole length of the field, I've seen it back in, on the Sunday game, the whole length of the field cutting inside. And the finish is, I suppose, because unnoticed because of the run that uh, Brian w- was able to, to run the length of the field. Cutting in. A cool is like left-legged um, slotted in, into the corner. That put Limerick 1-9 to 1-6 ahead at the half. Um, they had the advantage of a breeze by all accounts um, and then as, as the second half came on Clare slowly built back into the game and I suppose for Limerick there was that worry that we saw it against Westmead um, and we saw it in another game that they just, just kind of win this moment now we did see against Fermanagh drove on um, against Loud was the other one that just in the second half I, I don't think it's tired bodies because to be fair to Adrian O'Brien he has them in tip top shape and Instagram up the other day the five penalties and one of the comments was on the condition of the players. But Limerick started to win. Um, Claire grew into it, I suppose, having a home advantage, being the favourites. The Limerick probably their shells a small bit, but having a substitute like Robbie Burke to come on is something that Limerick haven't had the luxury of uh, um, going back through the years. We've met a load about the absentees, the likes of. Of Danny Neville, Jilly, Seamus O'Carroll, these kind of lads, Sean McSweeney, another one, the two Sean McSweeney's, that have been real scoring threats for Limerick that were without, and we can still call on the likes of Robbie Burke to come on, and Robbie hit a brilliant free to, to level it. And uh, the radio, it didn't sound like it was that far out, but looking back, um, beautiful long range strike. So it was with the angle, you're looking at, at a 45, essentially straight over the bar into extra time. Again, Burke is the man there in the first. Uh, gets the goal ahead, but as Claire do, they'll, they'll reel you back in and reel you back in, and, and eventually it was, it was Owen Cleary. Like Burke, in normal time, Owen Cleary was the man with the ball for a, for a free for the final kick of extra, and then we're into unknown territory. You're talking about a penalty shootout, the first ever one in a senior championship game. I know we've had them at underage games, but this is different. Uh, this is the big t- time um, at home but at that stage um, I rang one of my friends below there, shout out to Sam Duggan um, and he FaceTimed me to watch the penalties because Liston was just torturous but talking like Billy Lee he said afterwards the five that he had in mind were the five that stood up and I show, I think it just shows another sign to this Limerick team that yeah they had the bravery um, to step up, uh, I know myself I've taken penalties in, in soccer shootouts and missed them and it's a horrible feeling and that's just the local game like I mean this is Red Heat Championship Limerick haven't beaten Clare since 2009 they've lost Clare five times in, in that time um, they look like they're dead and buried normal time but they had buried Clare in extra time so to have that courage um, and there's a the brilliant photo of Ian Corbett and anyone that's watching today will see it it's just this one here with ball in hand one handed just was there seems to be little to no fear with Ian and Ian was number one 
stood up, slotted away, as I saw on my phone. Brilliant penalty taker. We've known that he scored against Waterford um, in the championship last year. We've seen him with Newcastle. He, that's you want your captain. I think Donald is the sole captain this year with the advent of joint captains being gone. But Keen Carr was captain there, standing up, taking the first one. Keen O'Dea then back, uh, took his over the bar. Look, if I was facing Donald Sullivan, I wouldn't be too confident in myself. Then you have Robbie Burke again, his second goal of the game, um, and he only on the field about half an hour or so. In the bonus again, Brian Donovan steps up, and we know how good Brian Donovan is, is at soccer, so again, slots it away. Claire scored her third, but up to James Nocton then to, to finish the job, and that's exactly it. And from playing soccer with James at school level, uh, I can easily say he's the best player I've ever played with. And I've played with an awful lot of good players. But James, um, if he wasn't playing football or Limerick, he would be playing top level soccer. But he was in a, in a Limerick football jersey the other night to, to seal it. And you those brilliant scenes. And it's scenes were becoming far more custom to uh, in Limerick across both codes, but especially in football, scenes like we saw. Uh, in the Gaelic grounds when from when promotion was secured against Fermanagh we saw it again and it was brilliant to see and there's so much to take to the game, from the game and we'll talk to Van next week we'll talk to Matt we'll go into more depth I'm just running back through because you you can't not talk about it that's just the simple matter of it but for Limerick it's it's four years in a row of Munster Championship win 2019 that big surprise win against Tipperary it's fair to say 2020 and 2021 you had Waterford, you used to Clare side who were the favourites and you're kind of trying to get to their level and you, you pull off the job and you're into a fourth successive semi-final. Like, I mean, that's gone under the radar completely that it's a fourth successive semi-final. Football was in the doldrums when Billy took it over and five years later, you four successive Munster semi-finals. The job is now to, to go that one step further and we will be looking forward to that game with Tip, Tip beat Waterford. Um, Expect to be Waterford, Tipper, and Crow Park the same day as Limerick. They have that pedigree as well, so it'll be another tight game. But that's one for to look forward to next week. But a huge congratulations to Billy Lee and his side like, just incredible, incredible scenes. I suppose during the week, we the 20s and the minors. But we will look forward before we get into that. I want to finish with that. We will look forward to this weekend's game. Um, the Limerick hurlers are back in action, two from. Two point win over Cork and that win over Waterford. We spoke about it last week, myself and Matt, in depth to do it without Keane Lynch, without Kyle Hayes, without Peter Casey, without Seamus Flanagan. I'm against what are being thrown incredible stuff. But Limerick have to go again and make no bones about it. This is a potential banana skin against um, Tipperary. Limerick are. Red hot. I can't remember a time when Limerick were so heavily favoured uh, going into a game against Tipperary. I don't think any of us will ever forget that drubbing in 2009 in Crow Park where um, they put six goals past Limerick. I suppose that really was the catalyst for this current Limerick side because John Kiley was there, remember the 96 team that lost the Iron final and said this can't go on and the rest is history but 
Tipperary their backs are against the wall if, if they lose they're out they're gone there's a strong possibility they're gone as it is but you can't play like that um, Tipperary are, are a proud team um, Colin Bonner is a proud manager he'll want his side to go out no they're dogged by injuries as well looking at that injury list John McGrath is ruled out for the rest of the, the year Jason Ford and James Quigley have both been ruled out it's all good Jason Ford was last year against Limerick um, really put Limerick to the pin of their Collars, Rocky Cueve, um probably should have got the job done, but for a Limerick onslaught. But for the merit of Sunday's game at two o'clock in the two scale of crowns, if you're looking for a crowd again, um, real good feeling around Limerick GA at the moment. You want to get out and support the team. Uh, Limerick will be heavy favoured. It'll be interesting to see who Kylie actually has at his disposal. Um, obviously, Carl O'Neill came in for. Keen Lynch, the last looks the obvious replacement again. Connor Boylan started in the place of Kyle Hayes. The last day, the reports from Kyle are good, is what I'm hearing. There's a strong chance he'll play. Um, Seamus Flanagan is definitely getting closer. He could have them, he could put him on. He's still a bit off in defense. It's been the same seven, but I mean, there's room, there's options there to go for different, different teams. In and out of English run out, give him a test championship, but look, they have an iron final to look forward to, and I don't think John Kiley is is going to do that to them. Um, when they're probably not at that level yet, um, it will be more for exposure. But yeah, very interesting to see how John will go with his team to be named tonight. Uh, be back in. I suspect to be named at full forward, and that Colin Neal will be at eleven. Now look, he has he being John Kiley, of course, has loads to his disposal. He could go Pat Ryan in at full forward. He, continue with he's Dave Reedy who can play between the lines he has just so many options he could go go for the likes of Adam English um could move Darren Donovan is well accustomed to playing in the forwards for a club and for Mary I and someone like Robbie Hanley or someone like that like we've been throwing curveballs before does not say we won't get another one um this weekend the game itself yeah Limerick are huge favorites and rightly so when you you look at the bar against Cork, it was just a demolition job. One pulling up um, by 11 points. It could have easily been the 16 that it was in the Ireland final previous year. Now we see him with Cork um, in the meantime against Clay. Probably haven't got it right, whatever whatever the reason. They just haven't got it right this year. They have a chance to regroup. And as myself and Matt were talking about a while ago, when he ranked his ages, that he, he wasn't able to go on today. Their final birth, a, Lim- a Limerick win guarantees their progression. There is a chance that Limerick win, and if Water beat Clare and Clare beat Limerick, it'll go all those. Tr- and say Waterford and Clare win their other three teams beyond six points, it'll come down to points differential. That is the only way Limerick won't be in Munster final if they win this weekend. If Limerick win this weekend and Clare beat Waterford, Limerick are in the Munster final. If Limerick win and beat Clare during the Munster final. Tip all out hope that a win for them and a win against Cork will see some sort of chance of them progressing, but it, it it's looking highly unlikely in that regard. Um, it's been a fixture that has been dominated by Limerick in recent years, the last five meetings. But just to go through them briefly, um, in 2018, the first advent of the round robin, Limerick obviously crowned All Ireland champions, but that game. To- 
taking place in May, Limerick Champions 3 months later, I don't think you would have got a single soul in the Gaelic Crowns that day that said, yeah, that's an All-Ireland winning team out there. Obviously, the players themselves, John Kiley, would have known him. There was a lot of them coming up from 15 and 17 titles and there was great hope for them teams, don't get me wrong. But 123 to 214, um, Jason Ford, I think, got 2-9 that day for Tipperary. It was a one-man show. But at the other end, we saw uh, the likes of Keane really, I suppose he was hard of the year at the end of the year, really stamp his authority. Aaron Galan was starting, he was on the freeze, which we've seen since Scramble Cahill was on fire. People had written him off going into that game. Um, Because um, Limerick were, they were kind of ahead for most of it. And then Jason Ford hit back with goals. It's real crucial time as Limerick were ahead by three twice and he back with those goals. But yeah, one. 123 to 14. We know how the rest of the year. Sheedy was back. It was a different Tipperary. We met in round four of the Munster Hurling Championship. Now, Limerick's place in the knockout stages wasn't guaranteed, but was likely. Um, but Tipperary won 122 to 21 points. Limerick rested. Well, I don't know if rested or dropped. It was a, it was a bit of time, but Keen Lynch, Gerard Hegarty, Declan Hannon, and Graham McKay didn't start that day, so there was a, a couple of players Limerick were out, and they were flat in the day, but there's no two ways about it. Tipperary were deserving winners, and they, they go on to win the Ireland at, at the end of the day. That's, that's the scenario. But two weeks after that game, we had that Munster final, um, 226-214. Many people will forget that day in the Gaelic Crown's sun, so it was brilliant, brilliant day. Um, again, nip and tuck in the first half, Limerick had had the likes of uh, Lynch and then back for this game. But yeah, Nip and Tuck, Tipperary were in within Limerick. They were ahead for a lot of the first half. Seamus Callan got a goal. It was 111 to 19 to Limerick at halftime. You'll recall Peter Casey's brilliant goal. Aaron Gladwell, first time. But uh, yeah, brilliant goal, brilliant game. And then the second half, Limerick just tore them apart, essentially. John McGrath did give a bit of give a bit of hope to tip with a good um what goes on on that day. Nicky Quaid made a brilliant save on, she- on Seamus Canlon. He was one on one. Canlon scored a goal again that year. He had got his goal already, but I don't know how K- or, uh Nicky Quaid kept the ball out, but God, he didn't. He's done it so many more times before and after. But yeah, Kyle Hayes got the goal towards the end. Uh, Peter Casey flick set him through and that was that. Limerick were Munster champions. Now what happened against Kilkenny? We all know uh, what happens there. And look, that Kilkenny game can pose some sort of warning to Limerick that when you're at your highest, you're your most vulnerable. Um, Tipperary were going gung ho like Kilkenny did that day, and, and Limerick were caught, and, and Tipperary won the, the All Ireland final. Like, continue on the trend. Limerick first Tipperary 2020 uh, in the rain, the lashing rain in Parky Cueve behind closed doors. Um, it's hard to think that was two years ago at this stage. Um, seems like a lifetime ago. But um, it was 3.23 to 2.17 in the end. Um, Limerick probably should have won by more. Again, tip goals at crucial times. Keep a minute. Jake Morris got one. Uh, or sorry. Jake won after, after 20 minutes. But Limerick, it was it was Aaron Galland's day. He got 2.6. Uh, he... You just ran wrong, Aaron, do that numerous times. And Seamus Fanning came on as a substitute. And, 
and got that loop and go three minutes or not. That remains to be seen. But yeah, another win for Limerick, another Munster final. That was two on the trot. Uh, then the third Munster final in a row was last year's one. Um, and I mean, like, you'll never ever flung. I think there might have been a couple of hundred of that game or a couple of thousand maybe. But first half, Tipperary on fire. And that, that famous one, Aleem Sheedy at halftime going like this. And deservedly so, his team were flung. 216 to 12 at, at half time. Like, we rave about Limerick's 318 scored in the first half of the All Ireland final, but the score 216 like, is very equally impressive in extreme heat below in Park Cueve in the highlights package. Marty Morris, the comments said it's three. Um, two very similar goals long puck outs from Hogan go all the way through. Um, Jake Morris gets one, and John McGregor gets another two cracking finishes. And then in the third quarter, like, the left. Limerick Blitzkrieg just comes. Um, Aaron Galan hadn't started. He comes on. He's instrumental that first goal, a shot that's blocked that Seamus Fanning gets on the end of. And even though Limerick were still seven, eight points behind, you just could tell that the momentum had swung completely. They outscored them 10 to a point in that third quarter. Scoring 110 in 17 minutes is ridiculous scoring, but that's John Kiley Saifia. And then you have Kyle Hayes' goal. Uh, you don't need a reminding of it, but that was the best goal. I've ever seen surely it's the best goal they've ever seen so Limerick have pretty much dominated this fixture in recent times that one meeting in 2019 aside when there wasn't really much on offer um, Tipperary were true they just wanted to lay down a marker they did but they got the response two weeks previously again it'll be interesting to see how both teams line out obviously Jesse Board has become Tipperary's go-to man debut him um, quickly at the back has been solid in the man tested Aaron Galan although Aaron Galan is, is reaching that territory where he's, he's a two-man job like Dave Clifford is in the football but Limerick can take a huge huge step towards Munster final this Sunday they can book their play series if Limerick win they can't be caught for third place at the least they will definitely uh, qualify for the All-Ireland stages um, again which has been it'll be a 100% record for the round robin in the third year of it you'd have to fancy Limerick there has been some talk with a 2009 victory in in the running that won't be on the players minds obviously none of them were involved back then but um it was a very very harrowing kind of defeat for Limerick so if you if you gave John Kiley a one-point win in the morning he'd take it because that's what it's all about but you'd have to fancy Limerick are seven or eight points favorites at least um this temporary side all against Waterford the first day and were probably unlucky to lose out but against Clare the last day they're just they couldn't get going now we could see down the line that that's Clare wouldn't let them go Limerick against Clare is next weekend in Ennis and that one's Mount Watering but Limerick definitely tipping your hat towards Limerick um, they're, they'll go in as favourites um, they don't mind being favourites they've, they've shown that in, in recent years but um, yeah Limerick seem to be favourites Favorites that game throws in lock as I said. Tickets are available online only. Um, that's a, a debate for another day. Moving on to the under twenties and Wednesday night, Darren Mullins and his side exacted revenge for last year's final loss to Cork. There was eight starters remaining from that team, and I suppose it was uh, a number of those eight that really kick-started the win. In the end, one twenty-five. 
to 218 should have been a lot more comfortable. Um, and I think that's probably a good thing for Mullins on his side with not Ireland final to go into. But um, a couple of bad wides at the end from players that were shining throughout. But as I said, it was kind of the uh, older, more experienced lads that stood up. This is all about Carl O'Neill, and we'll get into that in a while. But um, Adam English's goal after a couple of minutes, just daylight robbery is what TJ Carr kind of. Um, Tipperary lad is picking up the, the ball, and Williamson English has it pickpocketed into the back of the net and scored two savage points. And afterwards, just showed what he's all about. And then for he didn't get on the score sheet for the remainder of the game, but the work rate from English in the second half was brilliant. Ed O'Connor scoring sticks, he scored nine, six of those are from freeze. But as I've said so many times before, anyone that's seen Ed O'Connor, like he is just a score machine. Um, kind of like Aaron Galan is he's out of the wing for the 20s that be wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if he's in the corner when he gets to call up to the seniors because it's a when he gets called up to the seniors not a if he gets called up he's just that good of a player um, um he, he's 18 at max he's, he's he was minor last year so that means he's 18 years this He's 18 at some stage this year. He could still be 17. Um, son of Adrian Ryan, the condition coach for the of the footballers, and you can see it with Shane, he's he's a strong man already. He's he's a hand like very few I've seen at that age. He's such a knack of getting in front and leaving his man for dead because his man commits seeing the ball, and in the second Ryan has a gun and he's he's turned. He's got five from play again. That's 10 points from play in the semi and final for um, a lad first year out of minor. It's just incredible. I suppose unsung then at the back, number five, um, Keane Scully is the same. He was centre-back captain of that minor team last year. He didn't start the first day, um, and I would like to have seen him start, but he's been brilliant. He was one, I wrote an article there, um, before the 20s Championship, five to watch. Um, Shane O'Brien and Keane Scully were definitely two of the ones um, I said not to toot my own horn here, I think, but like it's clear as day those lads were always going to make an impact. He was brilliant. Hurley is the quintessential centre back. Um, just Declan Hannon esque like ability to read play. As I said, he's always in the background. He's sniffing out danger. He just knows where to be. And we saw what you well like to be centre back of that you well freshers team. This year just shows kind of how well he's taught in Limerick circles and college circles. He was centre-back on back-to-back minor teams, so he would have been 16 years of age. The right team um, doesn't phase him. He's he's bulked up a lot. Um, he's a real strong man. Outside him then, Colin Coughlin. We've said loads about Colin Coughlin. I have a full article um, dedicated to kind of all those players because... There's really not one of them you could look at and say, yeah, that's their level. 20s is where it's where they'll peak because there's so much room for this team. There's, there's a brilliant seed in there. Good few lads have more years under their belt that we will be seeing them again. Um, Conor Hanley-Clark in goals has just been phenomenal all year. Now, he did concede two goals. There's nothing he could do about him, but he saved so much more. His puck outs are bang on the money. Saved Limerick the first day. Good few say that first day against Clare, when you're down by three points with a minute left, you're thinking we have to go to the home dollar and champions to save our season, and it might not be good enough. And up steps Carl O'Neill, and 
you'd feel sorry for um he'll get his medal and deservedly so because even though he played for only one game without him limerick wouldn't have won the most championship but he was there he looked to be there was his right hand man um from watching the game at, at home um you would have seen him, um, a huge man already. You would have thought maybe he was part of the background team if you didn't know what the face is underneath the helmet. But he was there in, a, in the midst of all the celebrations and deservedly so. But it, I'm sure himself and Jeremy Mullins would love if, if he was eligible to play for the final. But that's that's not the case. Um, good to see Paddy O'Donovan get on, get a score. Probably lacked a bit of match rustiness um, with a few errant shots. Like anyone that knows Paddy knows he's a sharp shooter. He's used for for Dermot Mullins. Uh, Dermot Hagerty didn't talk about it at all. Um, he scored one three in last year's final and wasn't. He's obviously injured. He could be a boost for for Dermot Mullins and and Liam Lynch starter for me. If he was if he was fit, he injured his knee unfortunately at the end of the last year with the club. He's another one. But it, it overall like first title at under twenty level. It's a little in six years at that kind of grade to go 2015, 2017 sides. We saw what they did, like just off the top of my head from the All Ireland winning team last year. Sean Finn had two won All Ireland medals, so did Barry Nash. Dear Burns captained the 15 team um, in midfield. Dar Donovan was on the 15 team. Tom Morrissey had two of them. Keen Lynch had two. Rod Hegarty was on the field. Peter Casey and Flanagan and Aaron Galland, the full forward line, all had two. So it just goes to show that if the right plans are put in place, now they're they're uh, they're a magical group. That 2015, 2017 kind of core, but there's no reason to say this twenty this under twenty side won't be the same. As I said, me and Matt will touch on it on it on it more next week. Um, there's loads of previews and opinion piece or reviews and opinion pieces on that team. But just a word for. For Jerome Mullins, because final in 2020, couldn't get the job done against an unreal Cork side, but to come back and win and win 12 one there is a testimony to the side. And absolutely delighted was the word he used in the aftermath. Absolutely delighted to come out with the win. Yeah, absolutely delighted. Um, great game, tight game. Could have gone either way. I think we were just a better team over the hour, but not much in it. Um, you know, Tip came back at us really strongly and got it back to two points. It's a couple of throw leads to be able to come on and tag a few points on to, to win the game. So it's just super. Look, two teams that won three games to get to the final and we won tonight. So I think, look, it stands to reason we're the best team in the competition now, which is fantastic. Yeah, you got that fantastic start. Yeah, we wanted to start uh, quickly. We've wanted to start quickly in all of the games. We were a little bit sluggish against Clare. Started OK, but didn't take our chances. Against Cork, reasonable for the first 10 or 15 minutes. Against Watford, I thought we were poor in the first 10 or 15 minutes. But we did start Adam... Got a great goal. We looked in control, kind of at one four to two points, and we just didn't push on then after that. Um, but look, seven points at half time was a good lead. Uh, probably wasn't a, a lead that you could say, well, you could be anyway comfortable about it. And, and we started second half. Okay, but you go for the game, but you're a very great team as well. Overall, in the championship, you know, you mentioned there, you, you, beat, you beat the four teams in Munster, so a bit of satisfaction in that, I'm sure. I know, it's huge satisfaction because we've had a lot of challenges. You know, a lot of players from two or three years ago, obviously the Cahill situation that he can't play, but I think there's been a huge, um, I suppose, spirit among the, the among the group. You know, the 24 that togged, uh, plus the additional lads that, that, were, that were there.
they're a great competition between the places and I suppose that's down to the great work that's been done in academy level you know, led by Paul Brown and Pat Donnelly and Joe McKenna and then all of my management team um, Richie's fantastic coach along with Tommy and uh, John and I'm going to around that so it's, it's just a real collective effort uh, Jerome and I think you know we've players um, that have had to stand up and they've stood up in the last couple of weeks and hopefully now we can prepare properly and give it a serious effort now and in, in an All-Ireland final. And you mentioned the academy and I suppose you were minor champions three years ago to come along and, and, and win the 20 then. It shows that steady progress, doesn't it? It does and look, we were disappointed last year. We were drawn with Cork down in Cork of very good Cork in that game, game as well. But I think Cork were better than us on the night whereas I thought tonight we were a little bit more mature in terms of winning that game. But it's not easy to uh, win Munster Championships and look, this bunch have been in four finals between minor in 20s it's not a bad strike rate. The, the new format this year Munster champions straight into an All-Ireland final so Kilkenny or Wexford now in just over two weeks time well my record in semi-finals hasn't been great <laughs> so last two of those so I'm kind of happy with this year's format into the, into the final but look Kilkenny knocked out Galway and everyone would have had Galway probably Cork and maybe ourselves having a great chance at this championship so they beat Galway they're going to be really really strong opposition if they come through and Wexford have a good side as well so so that'll be very, very. I'm just happy to be able to sit back and watch it and see and plan. But look, I'm sure the All Ireland final will be like all the games in Munster Drum, pint or two. That was uh, Darren Mullins, the delivery manager. I suppose we often praise John Coyley, Paul Kinnerell, yeah. and and these and this medium. And Darren Mullins, as he said, that's four Munster finals now in as many years. Um, three victories, the minors, obviously, in 2019 and 2020, and. The 2021-2022, as I said, an All Ireland final. Look forward to, and we look forward to that. We'll know the outcome, or we'll know who we'll be playing, because Kilkenny and Wexford meet this Saturday. So when Matt is back, we'll look um, for detail at that All Ireland final. Obviously, there was some disappointment this week um, for the Limerick minor footballers um, losing the phase one final to Tipperary, and I suppose they did face a really strong. Tipperary side, 114th, 1 forward, finished in Mallow. Um, a third quarter flurry kind of just turned the game and then Limerick had to go searching for goals and that's how these things pan out. And if if you don't get the goals, the scoreline doesn't really reflect the outcome of the game. To 1-7 or 1-8 in the first round. So you knew the pedigree Tipperary coming in, they had beaten Waterford and Clare, but so had Limerick. And Shawnee Buckley made the point, it's great for those players maybe a few years ago, they would have lost that game to and that's they got four games in the Limerick jersey this year that'll stand them they beat Clare and like hit the ground running and then against Waterford just knew what the task was went out and got the job done against Tipperary Tommy O'Connor opened the scoring for Tipperary uh, and Bobby Smith who has been brilliant all year replied but then Tip hit four in a row looked you pulling away um, you would have scored then from um, our Tommy Ryan who was brilliant all game, really strong runner at centre forward, and Limerick had a chance then with a, with a penalty when um from forward was dragged down. But unlucky, unfortunately for Bobby Smith, the penalty was saved. Kind of turned momentum. Tipperary were leading five two at the half. They got the first score, the second half. Limerick were down to fourteen, a black card. Um, for Young Downey, but Limerick played them with Aidan O'Shea and Aidan O'Shea goal. 
goal and he heard has proved huge dividends for, for Limerick and he's underage again next next year and he's been one of the standout players and there's been a lot of standout players uh, on that team but he got a goal Limerick were in one but Tipperary then reel off one five in a row two and game looks beyond reach Aidan O'Shea gets, gets Limerick a Limerick score but from there Limerick are looking for goals can't quite manage to find them Tipperary keep strong Tipperary team um, they've played four they've won four they'll play the losers of Cork and Kerry um, in a fortnight's time Cork and Kerry play next weekend the winner that goes straight through to a Munster final all in all it's disappointing for Limerick this Tipperary team um, if they can play like they did over the, the, the first four rounds they will give Kerry or Cork an awful lot of it could even get the win could get the Munster final could win a Munster final we've seen Tipperary win Munsters at this age in in years gone and it'll show where Limerick football is Limerick football got to our first Munster final in 23 years last year and we're with we're with Cork for 50 minutes and just again a late flurry um, pulled the Rebels over the line but Limerick football the academy is in place the right people are there like Shawnee Buckley who's done it all with the, the adult team he was involved with that team I know Andy Lane is involved with teams as we said there's good people in there Limerick football is definitely um, Darren Horn is another one we'll hear from him in a minute and I think for Limerick at minor level it's about getting game time into these players John Keane obviously would be disappointed as manager that they couldn't just get into phase and get into the Munster proper we'll say with the big two above carrying Cork but there's no reason for a lot of these lads to, to go on to the to 20s team next year Limerick 20s this year obviously got to Munster semi-final and we're we're starting at all grades now, no longer getting beaten in the first round in the quarterfinals. You're often seeing their names besides semifinals. That's proven to be troublesome a lot of time from senior down to, to minor. But we're getting there. Liverpool football in the right place. And I'll play the interview with Darren Horan as he looks back on the game. But disappointing yes of course but overall um, positive for Limerick that they got to this phase one final it's, it's not the Munster finalist such but it's a it's second in two years and look the building blocks are being laid for Limerick football Horn post match here Darren uh, thoughts after that uh, defeat for, for your charges yeah look uh, I guess we we felt that we had a couple of good wins against Clare and and Waterford uh, um, it just uh, didn't work for us you know obviously the, the effort as it has been for the whole year was was fantastic the work lads worked really really hard um unfortunately i guess just the accuracy wasn't there today and and that was probably the story of the game for us yeah they never get up give up to be fairness they battle like to the very end like it shows a lot of character in the group that they have things weren't going their way would you say that was uh, something about the side that you could be proud of absolutely yeah look uh, i suppose we kind of talked about kind of three pillars at the start of the year and one was uh, preparation the other one was work ethic and the last one was unity and uh, Lads just pivot from start to finish of the year. Um, you know, massive commitment for all the training sessions and every single game. One thing that we could never question is is the work ethic and and the, the you know the the fact that they stuck together till the very end. Yeah, and even when you were struggling there in the game, putting O'Shea in, in full forward and he was causing damage and it was a good move from your part. Yeah, that, I'll credit Shawnee for that one. So yeah, I guess uh, we felt that Aiden he posed a kind of a different type of problem, and if we could get the ball into him, he would cause. 
you can ball into Aiden and he'll do something with it. And uh, he's a fantastic talent for Limerick, and I think he's going to do very, very well. And just a word on Tip, there, there were the, the farm side, I suppose, out of the, the, the 14 group that you played. Uh, beat you in the first day out, probably a lot closer than the scoreboard would have given you credit for tonight. But um, how do you think they'll get on going forward after meeting them tonight? Yeah, Tipper, a good side. I think they've got a really good spine, you know, a good centre back, uh, two good midfielders that are very well able to catch a ball over their heads as well as good ball players and they've got some very, very good forwards. So, look, I, I give them a fighting chance uh, against Cork and Kerry. I suppose we don't really know what's, what's ahead of them, but, um, but ultimately, you know, we give them the utmost respect and and end in the day. Uh, four games, there are many, there's many minor teams in Limerick that get to have the four games over its bed. Usually it's one or two games and you're done. So even defeat is the lot tonight, but what's, what's your thoughts on, on a team at minor level from Limerick? getting to empty days out. Massively important. You know, overall we had 13 games this season and it's just momentum, it's it's character building for the lads. It gives us an opportunity to work with them from game to game and try to identify issues and then kind of work with with them for the lads. It, it became a real season for them. Um, you know, it just bound the group together and it just gave them an opportunity to express themselves and try to be as good as they can be. And for their development going forward in like what would you hope would be the, the step for them now, we're in, we're in May now, I suppose a few of those lads will be maybe too young for 20s and a few I suppose will be still on the panel but won't be back in for minors for another six or seven months. So what's your, what's your hope there for, for that group? Look, I think it's important that, that we keep uh, that group together. Um, so I suppose they're, they're, they may go back into their club systems and they'll certainly be you know, on file, I guess, with, with the Limerick um, county teams, our county Football. There's quite a few that will certainly they'll, they'll make an appearance at twenties and and seniors. And the hope, you know, as with all academy teams, the hope is that you develop players. Um, if you win a few games, that's a that's a bonus. But really, what what we're trying to do under twenties and the senior teams. So that's it. And I suppose tonight, in in some ways, is the is the end of the journey for for the group. We'd say from fourteens to seventeens, you've been a part of it all along the way, as as Shawnee and John Keane and other lads at the back. Room. And I suppose, is there any message that you take away from it? Any words from your own journey or from even the journey through the academy up to, up to tonight and, and this year? Yeah, look, I, I think the, the academy system that, that's in place is, you know, it's excellent. It gives us coaches an opportunity to develop as well as the players. It allows you to get to know the players, um, you know, over a number of years. And that's really, really important. It's important for momentum. It's important for just continuity from year to year. So you can kind of build on that development. I think we've got a lot of good things in place here and I think you know it will bear fruit in the future and um, you know there's a lot of there's a massive amount of work that's going on in the backgrounds there and um, I think for, from our perspective you know I'd like to kind of mention John Keane I think he's been um, the work that he go, that he does in the background it's an absolute credit to him and it goes probably unseen a lot of the time um, and similarly Sean he just a massive amount ma massive amount of uh, preparation for um, for the sessions and I think you know all in all management team we've got on very worried that was Darren Horn there talking about the, the Limerick Miners and I think he, he sums it up brilliantly there um, just the importance of get, getting game time um, at that age uh, I won't keep you for much longer right now, but for three minutes is a, is a lot longer than I thought this was going for but it was such a, a brilliant week for Limerick on the website just looking there there's preview for the Ireland this weekend there's Pat 
Chad's article on the claim, there's a look at the similarities between that under 20s team and the current senior one. And I think that's the narrative going around at the moment. There's obviously post match interviews, um, pre match stuff. There's just a load going on there on the website for for anyone that content. But um, that's three quarters an hour in the book is plenty for you to listen to me. Best looks John Kiley and, he, and his team. Very interesting to see how they line out. Will we get another curveball? Main thing is get the get into that uh, All Ireland series and then have the chance to have Claire in Ennis to to book that Munster final spot because that could be the Munster final we've seen Claire. They have they have come on an awful lot since the league, so that kind of shadow box we have with Tip in twenty nineteen. But for now, the focus is Limerick two o'clock on Sunday in the two scale grounds against Tipperary. Um, a huge thank you to anyone that listened. Um, Matt will be back next week. Don't worry. Um, I'll closer to full fitness. Um, and it'll be an all-around better show. But for now, thank you to everyone that listened. And we will be in touch again soon. Thank you. The in the game, we get all with what you put into. It's like a walk of life. If you're good enough, go and get it. No more about it. Your mother sends you down to the shop for a pound worth of goods and she gives you 50 pence. You can't get the pounds worth of goods, can you? Just about kept in. Oh, well, it's Charlie Buckley. To do that to Tomas O'Shea, he deserves to score from here. One of the highlights of the second game. Let me find out there from the world court today. No more about him. They made all the run. That was it. Put the ball over the barrel, the fact of it, and that's it. No ifs, no buts. No sympathy in this game for 